Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Welcome to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast, where you'll get tips, tools, and training for new and aspiring copywriters, plus a few things even the established pros will want to know. My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 15 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. The Filthy Rich Writer team and I are here to teach you everything we've learned in our years in the industry so that you can craft a successful copywriting career of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hi there. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, Kate. Hey. Hello. Okay, so today we are going to answer a question uh, that has probably been on your mind. And I know it's probably been in your mind because we hear it from a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And that question is, how soon can I make money as a copywriter? And I love this question. Part of the reason that I love this question is because every time anybody asks it to us, they always say, well, I know you can't really tell me like exactly when I can make money, but like also when can I make money as a copywriter? <laughs> um, we get it, especially right now. Everyone's kind of in a place, you know, there are a lot of folks that are like, we need to get up right now. We need to be making money yesterday. Um, so totally, totally get that. That's exactly. Right. And frankly, I'd be asking the same question too. If I were considering getting into a new career, I don't want to start a new career only to find out that I'm only actually going to start earning money two years down the road. Um, happily, we can tell you that that's not the case. Um, but we're going to dig in a little bit further. And while we can't give you an exact number of you will begin earning money in 72.6 days or whatever. Um, we can give you some idea of how long it will be for you based on what you know about yourself and what you're willing to put into it. Mm -hmm. So Kate, give us a short answer. When can people start earning money as a copywriter? Good question. So as soon as you know what you're doing, really. Um, so, you know, you need some training. You need to know what copywriting is. You need to know your features versus benefits. You need to know what a call to action is. Um, 
you know, so, some basic, basic fundamentals. And then you need the experience, which by experience, you know, when we say that we mean practice, we don't mean, you know, you need to get a job as a copywriter. How would you do that? That's a little bit of a catch 22, but you need to practice writing copy um, and have some experience doing, doing the work, you know, you learn about it and then applying it. Um, and that's something, you know, all of our students know very well, you can, you can do that without getting, landing a job. Um, but I will, I want to address, you know, and maybe you can answer this, you know, we see a lot, you know, there are a lot of like other things out there of like, you know, um, not guarantee, but, um, you know, you could start making as soon as this time, or you could start, and we try not to say any of that. And, and I don't know if you want to address that. I mean, everything else kind of feels like a little bit of, a little bit of BS mm-hmm. if, if they're, you know, you're trying to say, oh, two weeks, two months, whatever it might be. Yeah, that's actually something that's really remained consistent with our marketing since I began, since I built the course and since we began selling it about eight years ago. Um, I was always very conscious of not making promises, um, not saying things like, oh, you'll be able to make six figures working from home in your pajamas within your six ye- within your first year. Because yeah, is six figures possible? It absolutely is. And actually, is it even possible within your first year? <laughs> I used to say, nah, I don't know. But then we've started having students that have been, uh, been making money that will get them to six figures within their first year. Um, but I don't want anyone to go into it thinking that that is guaranteed because what it comes down to is you will begin to earn money when you take the steps to go out there and get clients. You know, one of the things that we talk to our students about is that especially when you're first getting started, you are never going to feel 100% ready to pitch, you know, like, okay, now is the pitching point And now I feel like ready to go. Nobody does. Nobody feels, and frankly, if you did, I'd be a little concerned. Um, nobody feels like, yes, I am 100% prepared. I will be able to answer any possible question. Yes. Um, nobody feels completely prepared to pitch. But to Kate's point, once you've done the point, once you've done the work of learning, and once you've done the work of practicing, you know, you do the action sheets that we give you in the course, um, you, you post them in the group and you get feedback. Um, maybe you do some, some additional practice you know, one of the things that we, we encourage our students to do is to find copy out in the wild. Uh, I've seen a lot of hashtag copy in the wild um, in our group and take it and evaluate and rewrite it. So once you get adept at, um, or I should say maybe just able at uh, being able to how to, to write copy, then it's the time that you can start going out and pitching clients. Um, And yes, is it ideal if you have your portfolio up and you have a whole bunch of samples in it? Yeah, that's great. But you also don't even necessarily have to. Once you get to the point, necessarily have to have your portfolio up and have a whole bunch of, of spec ads even in there. Once you get to the point that you know what you are doing and you are able to write copy, you can start pitching clients. Because here's the thing. I mean, Kate, uh, has a client ever asked you to write copy there on the phone for them? No, never. I would never do that. (laughs) That's not not how it works. You don't have to. Exactly. You don't have to write copy on demand. You know, you'll talk with a client and they'll say, oh, I'm interested in doing this. And maybe you agree to it. But then you then you had then you're able to come back and do the work at home by yourself. If you're a a CCA member, you can post in the group and we can all give you feedback and help you. Um, But you don't, there's not like 
never an instant expectation for you to deliver on copy. You're always going to have time to, to work with it and to edit it. But, you know, without getting too far off topic, you are ready to start earning money when you are able to, able and willing to get yourself out of your comfort zone to take that next step. Yeah, for sure. And for some students, that's going to, some students, it's going to go quickly. And for some students, that's going to take them longer. But it really comes back to each individual student. Yeah. And to that point, you know, there are a lot of variables that play into, and students hear this all the time, especially with pitching. Um, But in terms of how fast you can start earning, you know, pitching is one of those variables, but um, their, their own personal, like what background do you come in with? Um, I know there's some folks that do have a little bit of a marketing background, or maybe they came from content. So they have a little bit of an idea of what copy is, Um, you know, and then there's some folks that come from, you know, a lot of teachers or, um, just backgrounds completely unrelated to most of our students, I would say, come in with no background in copy or marketing at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. And so um, the other aspect too is a major variable with every student is how much time do you have to devote to the training and practicing? You know, for some people they come in guns blazing and they have, you know, eight, 10 hours a day, or, you know, I wouldn't recommend that. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, no, no. Um, but you know, if some folks have, you know, full-time jobs, they only have a couple of hours each day and they can still make progress and work toward their goals. And and by doing that, um, but you know, inevitably, if you have five hours a day, you're going to get a little further faster than someone who has two hours a day, perhaps, um, just inevitably with the, the timing of things. Um, and then, you know, to your point of when are you going to be ready to pitch clients, you know, everyone's kind of meter for that is a little bit different. Some want to really practice a little bit more and kind of get a little bit more under their belt and maybe need a little gentle nudge from folks in the group where they're like, oh, is it resistance or do I, you know, not know enough? Um, and at that point, generally, it's usually resistance, like go put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, some folks after a month or, you know, two months, maybe they feel comfortable reaching out to family, friends, small businesses in their area and, and doing, you know, a few Facebook ads for them or starting with something that might be a little bit of a smaller project to get their feet wet. So there's such variability in, in how people come in and, and kind of what their goals are as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that if you are committed to to doing the work, and again, we would not recommend five hours a day, you're going to burn yourself out. Um, but if you're committed to doing the work and to practice and even just to, to, to notice the copy around you and think about the copy around you, analyze the copy around you, you learn so much just by doing that and by giving, giving feedback in the Facebook group, not just getting it, but giving it, you learn so much. But you know, if, it down even to, to that point to give it in the group, you know, not just in your your head being like, oh, I could write this better. And here's an idea getting on paper and, mm-hmm. and putting thought into, okay, why is this? Um, why is this billboard? Or why is this direct mail piece? Why is it not working? And yeah. actually writing it out, it really helps your brain process in a different way than just thinking, oh, this is bad. And it's because it doesn't leave the benefit really yeah. into that and writing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Rewrite, rewriting or yeah. analyzing and rewriting the copy you see in the wild is an incredibly valuable exercise. Um, 
But I, once you have taken that step, I think a, one of the things that we really focus on in the group, and I think a lot of students initially are like, whatever, I don't need to think about mindset. But And I'll be honest with you, there have definitely been points in my career where I'm like, whatever, it's not mindset that's holding me back. I just need to get some clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's so much more of an issue than you realize it is because you can have the training and you can do the work and you can have the, the, you can have done the practice, but it will be up to you to say, okay, today I am sending out my first pitch. Um, and I will say to our, our students' credit, um, they are very supportive in the group. And sometimes, too, even students will post like, oh, I kind of think I want to pitch this client, but I haven't pitched anybody yet. Should I do it? And everyone will chime in and be like, yes, do it today and let us know when you've done it. Um, not that you have to let us know when and how you're pitching, but if you like support. Um, but it's really going to be up to you to take that step outside of your comfort zone because if you you know if you're learning and you're practicing you're very much in here you know you're in your own head and that moment of reaching out to a potential client can feel very scary even though uh you know the 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 way that we teach you to pitch is very much not scary it's very you know we you put enthusiasm in your pitches put value in your pitches make them personal so that when people get them in their inbox they're not like eh, somebody's trying to sell me they're like oh okay this is an interesting idea and either they're like oh okay well, i want to get in touch with you or they save it for later so it's the the pitching itself is not like a push 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 sales give me give me the work um i don't know what impression that was but um but there's still that element of you have to you have to go from in here to out in the world because all your clients are out in the world and all of your clients are outside of your comfort zone. And it can take some students are are some students are like, all right, this is what I got to do. I'm going to do it. Is it scary? Yes, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, and then some students take a little bit longer to get to that, like, Oh, it's really scary. Okay. Ooh, it takes just a little, which completely understandable. It's something new, right? But it takes them a little bit longer to get outside of that comfort zone. So it's not just the time that you spend learning, but it's also the when you are willing to commit to take that first action. Yeah. And I think one of the things I noticed a lot is that we have a lot of perfectionists or recovering perfectionists in our group, which I greatly appreciate. I'm a Virgo and I'm not into astrology, but if you are, I feel like, you know, what a Virgo that's, we're perfectionists. Um, so it really is um, letting go of that perfection. You know, a lot of folks are like, but what if the client says this on the call? And what if the client says this on the call? And I can tell you that to this day, after 10 years, there's still things that come up on a call that I'm not necessarily prepared for in the sense that I couldn't foresee them asking a particular question. Um, but the good news is you don't have to answer them on the spot. If that happens, Hey, let me get back to you. Let me, let me put some thought into that. Let me take a look at my notes. Um, we, you know, we discussed a lot here or whatever it is, take, take a beat and, and give yourself that, that opportunity to kind of breathe and not feel like you have to do everything on, on your calls. Um, yeah, you can't tell the future. You can't know what's going to happen on a call. And it can give you as much preparation as possible. But yeah, there's so many variables. There's so many things that will come up during your career. Every client is different. Um, so, you know, getting past that and knowing, hey, I know, I know how to, I am a copywriter. I know how to write copy. That's all you need. 
Um, and then after that, I always like to tell people, you know, it feels like people are stuck in this, this aspect of, well, I've never had a real client. So how, how am I a fraud? Am I, you know, I'm not a copywriter because I've never worked with a client, but before any of us worked with a client, we had zero clients. And so inevitably at some point you have to go from zero to one. There's no, you know, like half a client where I can kind of work on a project and then feel good about, you know, working with a real, real client. Um, you, the, the, that's just an inevitable step in the journey that, that you have to take. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that we say is that, you know, you don't get over the fear before you take the action. Yeah. You get over the fear by taking the action. And it can be very dangerous if you're sitting uh, at home and thinking, all right, well, I'm going to take this action once I feel more confident. I'm going to pitch a client once I feel better, once I feel more confident, once I, feel, once I don't feel as scared, because you'll be waiting forever. Because that confidence comes from pitching the client. I mean, how many of our students send out their first pitches? They're like, yeah, I did it. I sent my first pitch. I'm nervous now, but I did it. Like once you, you take the scary actions, they become so much less scary. Like, yeah, sending your first pitch is like, oh my God, I can't believe I've sent a pitch. But once you do it, you're like, oh, oh okay. Oh, I did it. I said, Nothing happened. No. No one died. No one. We're all, we're all still alive. Exactly. Exactly. I'm still alive. The world's still alive. And it's, I just sent, it's an email. I just sent an email. Um, so the, the, the sooner that you can get yourself to take that action, the sooner in it, like we were saying, it's, it's different for, for everybody. You know, we have, we were on one of the previous episodes, we read a, read a, um, a message from a student that she'd posted in the Facebook group that said, I bought the course 11 days ago and I landed my first client and I've already paid for the cost, cost of the course, which is awesome and so exciting to hear. But at the same time, that's not everybody's timeline. You know, yeah. we also have plenty of students that get started with it and move through much more methodically and take a couple of months before they land their first clients. Or, or if their life gets crazy, um, then maybe they take a little bit longer. But what it comes down to is everyone is on their own individual timeline. And we would love to be able to tell you the exact day and moment that you were going to start earning money. Uh, but we can't because it's mostly, if not 100% on you, on you taking, we'll give you all of the steps and all of the support, but it's on you to take action, to, to take those steps and to actually take those steps to do the things to get you there. But if you can make that commitment and if you can draw on the support uh, of of people like you who are, are trying to meet the same goals, you absolutely can can achieve whatever whatever it is that you want to achieve. You know, if you want to if you want to be a six figure copywriter, again, I can't make promises to you because it's on you. But if you can take those steps and really commit to it, then it's one hundred percent possible for you. Um, and so, when you start earning money, could you do it in eleven days? Yeah. Could you do it sooner? Yeah. Um, but also, could it take you longer? Sure. 
it's, it's on you and about how willing you are to do the work, to learn and to practice and to hone your skills, but also to be willing to, to make the commitment to yourself and make the commitment to your career and be willing to step outside of your comfort zone, even though it's scary, even though you don't feel confident, even you, though you don't feel like an expert, but guess what? Unless you are writing copy for a copywriter, you are the copy expert. And you need to, you need to, to, I was going to say own that, but it's kind of more like accept that, accept that you are going to know more about copy than your client. And you have something of value to offer them. And as soon as you can do that, and as soon as you can start pitching clients, you can start making money. So that's a great point. So where would you recommend people to start in terms of, oh, I really want to maybe work for Coca-Cola one day, would you recommend starting there? Or I mean, how to, how do, what's, you know, the best path for folks who are listening who are like, yeah, but uh, what now? That's a great question. So I will say if Coca-Cola is your dream job and you see a job posted for Coca-Cola for a copywriter, yes, apply, put your stuff together, put your best foot forward, apply, don't miss an opportunity. Um, But at the same time, I always recommend, or we always recommend that um, students start with small business clients. Um, And it could literally be your local, I mean, you walk two blocks away and it's your local mom and pop uh, diner or, or, you know, dance studio or anything like that, or or hardware store. Um, And yes, it's with this, we're recording this in 2020, and the coronavirus is, is raging, but those companies still need our help. Um, they still need our help to get through this. They need help to hone their messaging so that they can get through all of this craziness. But so one of the reasons that the, the small businesses are great to start with, um, aside from the fact that especially now you can have a major impact, major positive impact on their business and help them keep that business going, uh, totally even aside from that, um, small businesses uh, often don't know to ask for a portfolio, which I know sounds super skeevy when you first hear me say that, like, oh, I'm going to pull the wool over their eyes. No, 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 that's not at all it. You know that you're going to be able to do good work for them. They just don't necessarily know that a portfolio is a thing that exists with a copywriter. Frankly, some small business owners might not even know that a copywriter is a thing. Um, And so obviously you have to explain to them and explain to them how you'll benefit your business, their business, but you'll do that anyway. But so the nice thing is, is that most small business owners are not going to ask to see your portfolio. So you don't have to say, oh, I'm actually in the process of putting together my portfolio, but here's what I can do for your business, which by the way, is what you say to anyone before you have your portfolio. You say, I'm in the process of putting together my portfolio, but here's what I can do for your business, um, because that's true. Um, And then point two is that especially for small business owners, you are going to know so much more than they do about copy. Even if you have just begun learning, just begun practicing, you are going to be miles ahead of your average small business owner. And what that means is that you can start providing value for them right away because they don't, they, they, they don't have, most of them don't have a strong a strong understanding of messaging or a strong understanding of how to use that messaging. And even if you've just started, even if you've just started practicing, you have something to offer them that will be valuable to them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, the other thing I would recommend too, we talk about writing down, um, you know, when you're analyzing copy, writing down your goals though, too. So if your goal is 
working with a Coca-Cola or an agency or whatever it is, um, writing down the steps you need to take to get there, literally breaking it down and then putting it on a calendar. I know we tell our students to, you know, schedule time, put it on that calendar, whether it's a physical calendar, whether it's Gmail, whether it's both. I frankly use three different things to remind myself in all of the areas to get stuff done. Um, but write it down um, and, and put a timeline to it and put kind of hold yourself accountable. Otherwise it's going to be super easy for you just to say, well, I want to start earning as soon as possible. Okay. So work forward. What, what steps do you need to take? You know, training, you know, practice, maybe it's crafting a pitch and getting feedback on it and then sending that pitch, put that out on a timeline to see how fast realistically you feel like you can start doing that. Um, if your goal is, you know, something else and you want to work backwards on the other hand, you know, of like, okay, by, by January 1st, new year, I want to have landed my first client. Okay. Work backwards from that of what steps you need to take to where you are right now. Um, and is that realistic? Do you need to put in extra time? Do you need to look at your weekends and see if that's what you need to do to achieve your goal? Um, so whatever it is you want, lay it out. Otherwise, it's just going to be in your head and you're not going to be able to take these steps to earn what you want and when you want it. Yeah, that's a great point. And I, I want to mention, too, that, you know, whether if your goal is to to work for Coca-Cola, you know, whether freelancer or on staff, your goal is to work for Coca-Cola, your goal is to work for solopreneurs, your goal is to work for mom and pop. The process is the same. Yeah. You know, so especially if your goal is to work for Coca-Cola, if you get comfortable with the process as you pitch and land small business owners and then you parlay that into bigger businesses and maybe you start working with digital businesses and you start working with, you know, and also I should say too, small businesses, it doesn't need to literally be physically in your neighborhood. It's easy because you, you can see them and it's easy to think of who they are, but there are a bunch of small businesses all over the world. Um, so it doesn't literally have to be around the corner from you if you live in someplace very rural or something like that. Um, but the process for pitching a small business and, or pitching a, a solopreneur or pitching a mid-sized business or pitching a multi-billion dollar global business is going to be the same, fundamentally the same. Now, for a mom and pop business, you're going to be reaching out to mom or pop. You know, you're going to be reaching out to the owners of that business. For a, a global conglomerate, you're going to be reaching out to one of the lower tiered, or not lower tiered, but one of the mid tiered, maybe marketing director, probably a creative director, something like that. But the process of, of researching, of crafting a pitch, of sending that pitch out and then following up um, is going to be the same. So the great news is, is that when you start doing that and you start practicing with small business clients or with smaller businesses, um, then it gets so much easier as you do it more and more often that when you get to the point, if you want to, to pitch a, a Coca-Cola, to pitch a, a, um, a TripAdvisor or, you know, um, Kate and I have worked for TripAdvisor <laughs> to pitch any number of, of big companies, um, you can do it because you know how to do it. But you don't, uh, if you want to, like I said, if you, you see your dream company and they have your dream job, then yeah, there's no... Polish that pitch and you make sure it's really good, or polish that that cover letter and make sure it's really good. But you don't have to wait. But yeah. at the same time, you the more that you practice and the, the more that you do, when that primo opportunity comes up, if it's not in this moment now, when that opportunity comes up, you will be so much more ready to take advantage of it. 
Yeah, that's a great point. There's nothing stopping you from pitching those bigger companies. It really is a confidence thing, though. So if you're feeling like I want to get, you know, cut my teeth a little bit and feel a little build build that confidence up, that's why we recommend what we recommend. But yeah, to your point, go for it. If you mm-hmm. feel like I saw an opportunity and I can add value and I'm going to pitch them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's really what it comes down to. Can I add value? What value do I have to add? And if you can identify that opportunity for any, it doesn't matter what size company it is, then then go for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when I when I uh, first landed TJ Maxx uh, and Marshalls, I mean that was toward the very beginning of my copywriting career. So in the like fifteen to twenty years ago. I I was brand new and I pitched them. I followed the process and I pitched them. I was brand new, but I put together a really good pitch email and it caught their attention. They brought me in and I started working with them, started freelancing with them. Um, and actually I was there for, for a couple good, several years um, until I found new opportunities I wanted to take on. But uh, it was, you have to take the action. What it comes down to is you have to take the action. How soon can you start making money? As soon as you start taking the action. Couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, where can people go though? If they want to see, you know, everyone always wants to know like, Hey, are you making money with the course? Are you having success? What have you done in the CCA? Mm -hmm. Where can they go to kind of read some, some actual specific folks that are doing it? Yeah, that's a great question. This is a great question. Um, if people are interested and they want to see, and we actually have some people like listing out the exact numbers that they have made and how quickly they've done it, or um, they can go to filthyretriter.com slash testimonials. Um, and we update them every month. So there's, it's just getting longer and longer and longer. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, there's, there's some really exciting stuff in there. Um, and even just the, the wins, the celebrations of people landing their first clients or landing a retainer client, or it's, it's really exciting to read. Yeah, absolutely. I poked on there the other day and I think I spent a good 20 minutes going through <laughs> it. just scrolls and scrolls now. So yeah, it really does. Yeah. It's cool. Awesome. But yeah. I think of all the years that I wasn't actually like screenshotting and saving stuff. I know. So- yeah. Thank you guys again for joining us. Uh, We hope I know that we weren't able to give you an exact answer, uh, an exact number of when, date of when you'll be able to start earning money as a copywriter. But I hope through this whole conversation, um, you were able to start thinking and maybe even doing a little estimating or at least dreaming of uh, when it is that you individually as a copywriter, uh, if you haven't yet, uh, could start earning some income. Thanks so much for joining us on the Build Your Copywriting Business Podcast. If you liked what you heard, I'd really appreciate it if you could take a minute or two to leave us a five-star review. I read each one and they mean the world to me and our team. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you want to keep learning, follow us at Filthy Rich Writer across social media and on the site. And of course, if your interest is piqued and you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at www.freecopywritingtraining.com. Talk to you next time.